Hey, strangers. <laughs> I'm looking at Kurt's face right now, and he's like so poised to say something. Like, your mouth is open, like you're so ready to jump in. No, I was thinking. I'm not about, getting to uh, you yet. Kurt. I was thinking. I was thinking about something. I felt like we were gonna bring up something this episode that I totally blanked on. So that's what I was trying that's to remember. That I know never that is happens. shocking. Well, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. This is Krista. This is Kurt. It's hotter than the hubs outside. It's going to be like 90 degrees today with yeah. like equal humidity. It's it is insane. warm in the studio today. Oh my gosh, it's so warm in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And of course, I don't do shorts ever. And oh, I always yeah. have one of my like flannelish yeah. shirts on. Plaid flannel. Over my t-shirt. So I'm going to be sweating my coin purse off today. I can guarantee that. <laughs> Your coin purse. That's a lovely visual. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That one was free. Uh, well, happy 4th. It's happy the 4th, 4th of July. It is the 4th of July. Are you doing anything exciting? I hate the 4th of July. No, it's hot. It's it is loud. always like ridiculous. It's crowded. There's no fireworks though, right? I think we're having them in Manitoba. Are you? We're I not. I think so. We went up north yesterday to look at a cabin we're thinking about buying, which is really exciting. And on our way back, we took a drive down by the lake here in our town. And normally people would have, because there's this weird law that if you put a blanket down in a spot, nobody will sit there. You yeah. know what I mean? People they do that, mark they off. do that up by us too. <laughs> it's like some weird common courtesy <laughs> yeah. we have going on here. It's a Wisconsin This is my thing. tarp. This is my spot. <laughs> nobody will steal it. And there were no blankets or tarps laid out. So I'm just assuming those there's no fireworks. Nope. But. I'm, I I know some places are having it, some aren't, and I believe you're yeah. not, but I'm not sure. You'll find out. But generally, I don't go. It's loud, and it's, no, it's, it's people are thing. obnoxiously drunk. Agreed. I'm Someone usually, always gets in a fist fight. I'm usually, lately, I'm asleep by the time <laughs> fireworks start anyway. It's like 9.30. I'm usually an hour asleep by then. Wow. I know. An hour asleep by 9.30. Yeah. Wow. I was talking about that when I went out for lunch with my friends the other day, that it's depressing when I go to bed and I shut off my light and there's still it's sunlight. Still light and it's not just light, it's sunlight <laughs> streaming into my bedroom. Oh. And it's like, ugh, and then I hear kids playing outside and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I expected my life to be. I did not expect <laughs> to turn 50. Oh, that was my microphone. Yeah, I did not expect uh. to turn 50 unemployed, single, in an apartment with a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I love you, Kurt. Thank you. <laughs> a uh, week from today is my birthday. Is it really? Yes, it is. Well, thanks for reminding me. My, I have it in my phone, actually. My 50th. Yeah. What are you doing to celebrate? Crying. Probably a lot of crying. <laughs> Wallowing. Wallowing in pity. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hope you do something. You need to get together with some. I'm sure Corey will... Yeah, but I don't Corey, know if you're listening, if I want make Kurt to. do something. <laughs> don't uh, listen to that, Corey. Ignore that. No, no, he no. actually messaged me last night or called me last night that they're him and his wife are into kayaking now. Oh, nice. And they want me to go kayaking and maybe disc golfing. So, yeah, you which would be it. cool. Yeah, because I'm not doing much of anything other than playing video games, working on the podcast. and. What are you playing right now? Uh, still Dragon, Dragon's Age and okay. Quest. Yeah. And I just finished Letterkenny. I'm all caught up with Letterkenny, and I'm so bummed out that I don't have new episodes right now. That is kind of a to. funny feeling, right? When yeah. you binge something, but now and I have nothing. Unsolved Mysteries. I started yes. watching Unsolved Mysteries. Yep. That first one. Oh. I. It doesn't make sense how he went through that it's hole. Weird. It's so. The weird. only thing that I kept thinking of was that Stephen King short story, where the I think he's a tennis pro, where the guy brings him to his apartment with a gun and tells him that if he walks across the ledge all the way oh, yeah. the ledge around the the apartment mm-hmm. building he'll let him live. Right. Because that's the only thing I can think of from where the body fell it doesn't look like anything 
Nothing made sense about that. It really didn't. Jim kept saying, I swear he must have fallen out of a plane. That's what I thought <laughs> too. I don't know what That's else That's what I thought too happened. because nothing else makes sense. It definitely seems staged though. Like his glasses his phone, were unscratched. Yeah. His yeah. phone didn't have a crack yep. in it. His flip-flops were laying right by the hole. It makes no sense. That's why I love this show. They're all head scratchers. Yeah. I, I miss the old style of the show though where they had multiple stories per episode. Mm. But it's it's still awesome that yeah. it's back on. We were, we're two episodes in, and I'm loving it. So I'll maybe watch another one tonight if I can stay up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Nice. So, uh, <laughs> shout outs to our newest strangers. We have three, only three this time. Okay. That is Mike Whitlock, Cass Winchester, and Amanda Pot. All nice, Pott. easy names. So yes. That was kind of nice. Very nice. So thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, housekeeping. I have a couple things. Okay. One of them you wanted to bring up and you told me to write down. Yep. Two of them actually told me to write down. Oh, did I? Yes. You're welcome. Do you remember what the other one was? Shoot. We want to give a shout out to our listener, our stranger, Aaron. Yes. Because he reminded me I needed to pay for the P.O. box. <laughs> yes. Very nice of him to yeah, ask he wanted he to send contribute. us money. Yeah. And it's... it's for like you know a, we're really weird about taking money, so... Yeah, we are. That, we just... I, I would feel... Not right, and I don't know. Yeah, I if we had merchandise, yeah, that would be one thing because then people would have that. But yeah, just giving they'd us be money. getting something in return. Yeah, and it, for like a year for the PO box, it was ninety bucks, so it's oh, not that bad. Not too bad. So we're good. I well, got sh- it in shoot, time. Now I feel like I should be giving you. Money. <laughs> no, I got it in time. Uh, we are good. Yeah, for another year. Thanks, Aaron. Assuming we run for another year, we should be okay. We'll be okay. Yeah, we'll run, run, run out of topics. Oh, hell no. People are constantly giving you ideas. I know. Okay. I know. Like I said, I have that book at home that has all these things written down, all the possible future topics written down, and there's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also wanted to give, not a shout out, but she wanted to talk about Josh Gates, that he, oh, an expedition, what was it? Hello. Expedi- yeah. Expedition Unknown. Yeah. I just want to say, if anybody's going to steal our shtick, I'm cool <laughs> if it's Josh, but he's done a blind taste test in the last two episodes. And the first one, he did like different kinds of jerkies. Wow. And the second one, I, I jumped the gun when I texted you. It was all pickled stuff. It wasn't just pickles. Oh, but it was pickled stuff. Yes. And I'm like, what is going on here? Why is he doing blind taste tests out of nowhere? So, of course, I'm sure nobody is listening to our show and like getting these ideas. But it's yeah. just a weird synchronicity. So, Ooh. Ooh. see what I did there? That's synchronistic. <laughs> trying to think of a different word. I couldn't is that think of anything. what that is? I'm off again today. I don't know what it is. I know. I am too. Part of me thinks it's this whole vibe in the country right now mm-hmm. that I'm just, er, you know, er. I'm just, er, just everything is annoying me. Uh, people were annoying the hell out of me yesterday everywhere I went. <laughs> so that wasn't good. You know, so I'm just cranky lately. Well, darn it. I know. What can I do to make you not cranky? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A lot of the things that I thought of we couldn't say on a, fam- a family friendly a family friendly podcast. Did it involve boobs. Uh, it did. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm not going there. <sighs> so much for my birthday. <laughs> oh, Kurt. I also for housekeeping, I also wanted to bring this up because you and I talked about this and we weren't gonna do it, but now a lot of people have messaged me asking about it, so do you want to do another listener stories oh, episode? Totally. Because we told people just to send stories and we would read them whenever. And we've gotten yeah. emails with stories. But we've also had a lot of new listeners lately. And I've had people yeah. message me, ask, 
that they say that they have stories for when we do another listener story episode. We absolutely should. Those so, are my favorites. Yeah, I love that. We are putting the call out now. If you have a listener story for us, send it to us in our email. Uh, you can call our hotline and talk. And I think you got how many minutes? Like two, well, one or two minutes. Don't be afraid to call back and continue. Yeah, because, we because can I can edit it together. together. I can edit yeah. it together. And uh, you can message. Reach out on Instagram. You can message us on Instagram. You can message Facebook. us on Facebook. So yeah. if you have a story you would like us to talk about for the listener stories episode, please send one. Also, if you have the capability of recording yourself in an MP3, you can email it to yes. it. Yes. Yeah, love a lot of people have done that. people do that I do too. Voice. A lot of people have done that. That's my favorite. So uh, we'll do it like three episodes from now so you have a while we'll remind you a couple times but if you have a listener story send it we will have another listener stories episode i'm talking to you aaron <laughs> so he's from woodbridge which is oh, near rendlesham yeah, forest yeah and he said that he had a ufo sighting there so really i think he should call our yes and tell us the story yes he won't but i'm just putting him on the spotlight come on aaron <laughs> that's not the way you say his name either by the way how is it I'm going to butcher it, but I think you're supposed to say Aaron. Aaron. That's, that's Aaron kind of with an English accent. I guess. I don't know. It doesn't well, feel right. As long as it's not A-A-Ron. <laughs> A-A-Ron? Did you ever see that skit? No. <laughs> you never saw that that's skit? That's just ridiculous. With A-A-Ron? No. I will send it to you when we leave. Okay, thank you. It is a classic. Uh, do we have, oh, taste test stuff? Oh, yeah, let's do taste test. Let's let's talk about this box you handed me today that says <laughs> time sensitive material on it. I hope they all Kurt say got time. This look in his, on his face like when she said because oh, it's been sitting in my apartment for quite a while, and Krista's like, I hope nobody sent us a pet. Because <laughs> yeah, should we open this now and figure out what it is? Sure. Okay. Just like cut it open and then reach in there for a letter or something, so you okay. don't see what's all in there. Okay. I was just going to say, I'm not trying to be a control freak. <laughs> not to give Brian another shout out like every single episode, but I did do a guest spot on his show. The, we recorded, yeah, the Film Deviant podcast. So um, I'll give everyone a heads up if you're interested. I'm not just going to assume you want to hear me talk, but that should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Oh, <laughs> so I can't, I'm not looking. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess this is what it is. Nice. Actually, we should drink this. We should, because my birthday's next. A, it landed in my lap, so. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. I think we should. Yeah, it's it's very appropriate. Oh, Jesus. At least I didn't break it, and I just swore, so. That's not a swear. It's not a swear. So we're going to have two taste tests today. One of them is the vinegar, the balsamic vinegar that was sent to us last time by the awesome and wonderful and stellar Lauren Kelly. Wow. Yep. I like her. And how do you want to do this? Um, are we going to do that first or the, this first? What do you think? Let's do the vinegar okay. first. Okay. Well, first I'm going to struggle to open it. I'm excited about this because I do love balsamic vinegar. I do too. Yeah, I'm going to put it on the spoon. We had to edit out a lot of fumbling and a lot of sexual innuendo <laughs> as far as opening these packages. So that'll be in the next blooper reel. I'm excited. I can already tell this is good quality because it's really thick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Ready? It just doesn't stop. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so good. That is really good. Wow. I want to try yours. 
Mine is so good. That is really good. Oh my god. This like with chicken or. This is seriously, I think the the it. best vinegar I've ever had. That is amazing. That is really good. Wow. Oh. Well, oh, yours definitely has like a blueberry taste. Yours, to it. yours, has, you can taste the mate. Yours is like yeah. perfect. Yeah. Wow. That's really good. <laughs> Chris and I trying to hand them to each other across the table without dropping anything. Oh my god. Oh, this is really good. Thank you so much, yeah, Lauren. That's amazing. Yum. I'm using this for yes. sure. Salad dressings, I'm, reductions. Yeah. I might actually just do shots out of my bottle because I really <laughs> do like that. Yeah, it's delicious. Wow. Thank you, Lauren. Does it have the name of the company that she works for? Oh, Staunton Olive Oil Company. I think pronounced Stanton. Oh, Stanton. I think. I could I be know. wrong, but I thought she said pronounced. Yeah, Stanton Olive Oil Company. So good. It's a cute little bottle. Oh, oh. I have to take pictures. Jeez. I love this. Off my game. Wow. I mean, that's a 10 out of 10. That oh, is yeah. that is seriously the best balsamic vinegar I've ever had. I'm licking my spoon clean. <laughs> Why does everything <laughs> I don't know. We're on, a, we're on a roll today. Oh, boy. Cute. That is so good. Okay. And our next taste test item was sent to us by the awesome Heather Chambers. She, I, th- I don't know. We have two more packages we're going to open next time, and I don't know who those two are from for sure. They say Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. This one is not, well, it, this could have just been where they ordered it yep. from. St. Louis. Well, I don't know. But we figure this is very appropriate with my birthday being a yeah. week from today. She sent us Melba's Fixin's Birthday Cake Soda. Do you know what that is, Kurt? It's a synchronicity. It is a synchronicity. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> we should have an episode about that. We should do an episode about that. Oh, should I open it? Yeah, you should open it. <laughs> yeah, Kurt. Oh, Come on, struggle a little bit. It's a bottle opener. You can't start to struggle <laughs> with a bottle opener. I could. No, you pour what you oh, want to pour. Because okay. I know you are fussy about soda. That's about it. So it's birthday cake? Is that Birthday what cake says? flavored soda. Okay. I've had other brands of birthday cake flavored soda, but I've never had any Melba's Fixin's soda. It's a cute bottle. So I'm excited. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I tried right. lifting mine up and <laughs> bashed the microphone. This just going to be a train wreck. Yeah, it is already. It smells like birthday cake. Oh, it does. It Ready? It's really good. Okay. Oh, my God. That is it really good. It tastes like vanilla frosting. Yeah, that is. Like a twist on cream soda and. that I'm amazed at how much that tastes it like. It tastes like frosting. Yeah, like it does taste like frosting. frosting. Like the other birthday cake sodas I've had were just kind of birthday cake flavor okay but this you can almost taste every you There's can taste the vanilla you can taste here. the frosting yeah. you can taste like the cake mm-hmm. this is amazing mm-hmm. that's pretty good for a soda i really like that holy cow that's another 10 out of 10 i'll give it a nine just because I, i'm not sure i could ever get a, a soda a 10 but wow it's really good that is good all right. I'm going to gladly drink that during the episode. We are at 20 minutes almost exactly. That's another synchronicity. Art, that I is know. another synchronicity. Our titillating 20. <laughs> Speaking of synchronicities, today's episode is about synchronicity. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one that we always came up that we were going to do one about it. We were going to do one about it. 
And I don't feel really great about this episode because it's kind of a tough one to do. It kind of is. It I really mean... is. Uh, so I did the best I could. There's a lot of me reading stuff off websites. So there's going to be a lot of quote, quote, quote. But As opposed to other episodes. <laughs> This is, this is this is way more quotey than other episodes. Yeah. Well, unless you have a... Bu- well, you have personal synchronicities. We yeah, you about. do too. Yeah. And Only I, lately though, and it's but been But that's the thing is discussion. that there have been a ton of my friends lately. Uh, Melissa, one of our strangers that I've been friends with for a long time, messaged me a couple of them this week. I don't want to say them just in case if you don't yeah. want me. She right, probably right. wouldn't care. Yeah. But she sent me a couple and the one she had yesterday, she said, was like the craziest synchronicity she ever had and it happened at 11-11. And then Aaron, my friend Aaron that I geocache with, that's what floored me is because he's not, he doesn't know any of this stuff. But then when we were geocaching that day, he said, he got all, there it is again, there it is again. And he pointed to the clock and he's like, I've been seeing 11 11s mm. all the time. And uh, Carly, our stranger in Australia, yeah. has synchronicities with a number. So just lately, it's been like off the charts for me too as well. It's been happening all the time lately. So I feel like it's a really good time to do an episode yeah. about synchronicity. Well, but like I a- said, it's a hard topic to kind of get a grasp on. Yeah. So I it's did, been a topic of discussion on the strangers. Yes. Page too, for sure. Yeah. So we're going to, I did my best. Hopefully this is okay. It uh, can't be any worse than my cult story. <laughs> people loved your cult story, but see, now you know how it is for me because you're like, you didn't even kind of want to do that post that because you didn't like that story so right. much, but then yeah. that's how I am every, every single episode. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I sucked. But then when I edit it, I'm like, all right, well, maybe that wasn't good. so bad. Yeah. But synchronicity. Are we forgetting to do anything? No, I don't did. think so. We got shout outs, housekeeping, taste test, taste test, main story. I think we're good. Yeah. So we use the term synchronicity a lot on the podcast, but are we always using it correctly? No, I don't know because synchronicity and coincidence, a lot of people call coincidences synchronicity. I think they're different. They are different. But let's start by going back to when the term was first used. Carl Jung, not Jung, Carl Jung. <laughs> Born in July 1875, was a Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst and was a contemporary of Sigmund Freud. The two of them were considered to pretty much be the founders of the modern psychoanalytic movement. And that's like Freudian stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like everything boils down to sex. You want to sleep with your parents, you know, the Oedipal stuff. Right. You know, I, I... I do buy a lot of Freudian stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, they got the whole idea about the id, the ego, and the superego, where the id is like your base lust gratification uh the super ego is like the good angel on your shoulder telling you not to do that stuff and the ego is you so i do buy a lot of that stuff but i think he gets a little kooky with some of the stuff takes it a little far maybe but i never really looked you know even though i loved psychology i originally wanted to be a psychology major but Mm -hmm. my guidance counselor talked me out of it so not like english major was a whole lot better for me (laughs) but i never really knew a lot about carl jung and i kind of really like what I've learned about him, that I kind of like his ideas and stuff. Even though Jung and Freud agreed on a lot of stuff and laid the groundwork for psychoanalysis, they had a lot of differing ideas as well. Freud was very much into the idea of the unconscious mind and the id, ego, and superego and how these unconscious urges shape us and direct us. You know, the whole edible, 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 Mm -hmm. not edibles, but the (laughs) (laughs) the whole edible complex thing. Freud said basically that we were driven by our desire for sex, aggression, and self-gratification. 
Jung was more into the idea that we are shaped by our life experiences and our interconnectedness with each other. Freud dismissed the paranormal, while Jung was much more open to the idea of forces beyond us that we can't understand. One of the concepts that Jung used to address the possibility of the paranormal was something that he called synchronicity. He first started discussing the ideas in the 1920s, but it was when he published a paper in 1952 called Synchronicity, an A-Causal Connecting Principle, that the idea really kind of blew up. It's hard to pin down one direct definition of Jung's concept of synchronicity, but the one that basically sums it up is that synchronicity is a phenomenon where an event in the outside world coincides meaningfully with a psychological state of mind, or also, quote, meaningful coincidence. These are coincidences that occur with no causal relationship, yet seem to be somehow related to something occurring at the time. Uh, Wikipedia says, quote, During his career, Jung furnished several different definitions of it, including an a-causal connecting togetherness principle, meaningful coincidence, a-causal parallelism, or meaningful coincidence of two or more events where something other than the probability of chance is involved. So it's hard to like pin down one definite right. definition. But the one that basically sums it up is a meaningful coincidence. In his paper, Jung says, quote, Synchronicity consists of two factors. A, an unconscious image comes into consciousness either directly, literally, or indirectly, symbolized or suggested, in the form of a dream, idea, or premonition. And B, an objective situation coincides with this content. The one is as puzzling as the other. That makes sense. It does. Jung discussed his famous example of this, saying, quote, My example concerns a young woman patient who, in spite of efforts made on both sides, proved to be psychologically inaccessible. The difficulty lay in the fact that she always knew better about everything. Her excellent education had provided her with a weapon ideally suited to this purpose, namely a highly polished Cartesian rationalism with an impeccably geomet geometrical idea of reality. Wow, that was a mouthful. Yeah. After several fruitless attempts to sweeten her rationalism with a somewhat more human understanding, I had to confine myself to the hope that something unexpected and irrational would turn up, something that would burst the intellectual retort into which she had sealed herself. Well, I was sitting opposite her one day with my back to the window, listening to her flow of rhetoric. She had an impressive dream the night before in which someone had given her a golden scarab. So scarabs are basically like amulets or like a piece of jewelry. And for some reason, uh, Wikipedia says it's not clear that amulets in the form of scarab beetles had become like super popular back in the day. So she, this lady she was talking to, that he was talking to, had a dream that someone had given her a scarab. Yeah, in which someone had given her a golden scarab, a costly piece of jewelry. While she was still telling me this dream, I heard something behind me gently tapping on the window. I turned around and saw that it was a fairly large flying insect that was knocking against the window pane from outside in the obvious effort to get into the room. This seemed to me very strange. I opened the window immediately and caught the insect in the air as it flew by. It was a scarab beetle whose gold-green color most nearly resembled that of a golden scarab. I handed the beetle to my patient with the words, here's your scarab. This experience punctured the desired hole in her rationalism and broke the ice of her intellectual resistance. The treatment could now be continued with satisfactory results. Hmm. So could you imagine her? Or all of a sudden he's like, here, here's your scarab. So that was that's his idea of like 
synchronicity. Yeah. That she was talking about getting this golden scarab when a scarab beetle yeah. tapped That's on the window. That's Yeah, that totally. is synchronicity. That's what I consider a synchronicity. Yep. Young's famous example highlights the one word that is probably the most important word in a few of the previous definitions we've mentioned of synchronicity. That word is meaningful. The beetle tapping on the window would have had absolutely no significance if it weren't for the fact that the woman was talking about her dream at the time. So we're going to boil down Jungian synchronicity to that two-word definition, meaningful coincidence. Uh, an example of this that... Like this is one of those, this is like a famous example, but this is, is this coincidence or is this synchronicity that? I think that's in the eye of the beholder. It is. I totally think it is. But this is one of the most famous examples of synchronicity slash coincidence. And it happened on March 1st, 1950. And I think you probably know the story. A lot of people do. Choir practice at the Westside Baptist Church in Beatrice, Nebraska had always began at exactly 7.20 p.m. every Wednesday night for the 15 members of the choir. Most of the time, the members of the church would show up around 7 o'clock or 7.15. On the night of March 1st, 1950, at 7.25 p.m., five minutes after the start of choir practice, the church was destroyed in an explosion that is believed to have been caused by a gas leak. One of the members of the choir who happened to be late that night showed up at the destroyed church thinking that the other choir members had been killed in the explosion. Then another choir member showed up, then another, until all 15 members of the choir showed up. Most of them had never missed choir practice or had even been late for it, but on this night, all 15 members had been late. There's a very good article on Snopes.com that talks about that night and details the events that caused all 15 members to be late. One person fell asleep, one person was working on a math problem and didn't want to leave until they figured it out. A few had car problems, the reverend's wife spilled something on her dress so they were late because of that. But for various reasons, this group of people who had always been punctual were all late for one reason or another and nobody was killed. That's crazy. That is that is crazy, that's but that's like a cool divine intervention. I, that was I remember that first seeing that on the original Unsolved Mysteries. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, Snopes is kind of like the fact-checking site where yeah. something, and they said, no, this actually did happen, that wow. all these people, all 15 people that should have been there like, were not what there. what are the odds? Yeah, and that's the thing is, what are the odds, you know? I could see it. Just like, like, if it would have been one, one person, people, that's kind of a coincidence. That's a, yes, that's but a coincidence. But the fact that all 15 people who had never been late before, had never missed choir practice, wow. were not there at that specific time when it started, you know, it, because the explosion was five minutes after they all would have started. So the fact that none of them were there. They were not meant to die that No, day. and that's synch- to me, that's synchronicity. I mean, that's a meaningful coincidence that all of those people lived. <laughs> it reminds me of, oh, what's the name of that movie? Final Destination. Did they all die horrible deaths? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one by one. Yeah. I like the I mean, Final Destination funny. movies. No, I, do I do too. I do too. Like I said, whenever I'm driving behind a truck on the highway, yes, it has like with logs, logs or poles in like, the back. Uh-uh. <laughs> so it's like, nope, uh-uh. nope. But yeah, I love that story. That's always been one of my favorite stories is that about this church explosion yeah. where none of these people were explain there. Explain that. Yeah, exactly. Just explain that. That's crazy. Another story of synchronicity involves the actor Anthony Hopkins. I had never heard this okay. and I thought this one was kind of crazy. In the 1970s, Hopkins signed on to be in the movie The Girlfriend Petrovka. Wanting to read the novel the movie was based on, Hopkins searched all over London for a copy of the book, but could not find a single copy of the book anywhere. After his unsuccessful hunt for the book, he sat down in a tube station waiting to go home when he looked down and noticed that someone had forgotten a book on the bench. Come on. It, of course, turned out to be the book he was looking for. 
He opened it up, and the book had notes from a previous reader in the margins, and those notes helped him understand his character even more. The following year, on the movie shoot, the author of the book was there. Hopkins took the book over to him to tell him the story about how he found the book. When the author took the book out of his hands, looked at the notes in the margin, and kind of freaked out. He told Hopkins that this was his advanced copy of the book and his notes, and he had lent this book to a friend two years earlier who had lost it. Come on. So <laughs> that is synchronicity in a I nutshell. Love this stuff. Yeah, that is synchronicity in a nutshell. It, it is. really is. Like, that like, is a no meaningful explanation no. for that. And it's one thing if you were, you know, just looking for this book and it happened to be there, that might be a coincidence. But the fact that it was the author's actual advanced copy that he With put notes his in notes in and, and then he ended up showing it back to the oh, author. So that is synchronicity. That, I love that's what stuff. it is. Yep. So from an awesome December 19th, 2017 Psychology Today article from Greg Lavoie called, quote, Synchronicities, a sure sign you're on the right path. The article says, quote, I used to be a reporter for the Cincinnati Inquirer back in my 20s, and for roughly half of my decade-long tenure there, I kept hearing a call to quit and become a freelance writer, a decision I largely ignored for years because it was scary stuff. However, after years of trying to ignore this call, the signs pointing towards it took on a whole new tack. This is how it began. I was driving home from work one day, listening to a song on the radio called Desperado by the Eagles, and as I pulled up to the curb in front of my house, the last line in the song I heard before I turned off the car was, Don't you draw the Queen of Diamonds, boy. She'll beat you if she's able. The Queen of Hearts is always your best bet. I turned off the ignition, opened the door, stepped my foot onto the curb, and there, right at my foot, was a playing card. It was, of course, the Queen of Hearts. I sat there utterly dumbfounded, wondering what did that mean? When I mentioned the incident to a friend that evening, she said with an, extravagant, with an extravagant quality of assuredness that when you're on the right path, the universe winks and nods at you from time to time to let you know. She also said that once you start noticing these little cosmic cairns, whatever that means, once you understand that you're on a path at all, you'll begin to see them everywhere. Even more remarkable than finding that queen card when I did was that over the next two years, as I've searched for a sense of clarity and courage about this, I found five more queen playing cards in incredibly improbable locations all around the country. A sidewalk in Cincinnati, a conference room in Santa Fe, a sand dune in Oregon, a mountain wilderness in Colorado six miles from the nearest trailhead. All the same card? All the same. He said it's queen. I'm assuming it's the queen, queen card. I'm assuming it's a queen of hearts, but he's finding these queen cards everywhere. And every time I found another queen card, the sheer unbelievability of it took another giant step forward, and eventually it went so far beyond the laws of probability that I only barely hesitate to say that it's impossible that there was nothing going on there other than a statistical aberration. This was orchestrated by something with wits, which shot my rational view of the universe pretty much to hell. You can derive meaning from, quote, just a coincidence when an external event matches up with an event on the inside. It doesn't always. If it finds no hook on the inside, it's not a synchronicity, only an amazing coincidence. If it means something to you, however, then it's amazing and potentially instructive. A synchronicity is a coincidence that has an analog in the psyche, and depending on how you understand it, it can inform you, primarily through intuition and emotion, how near or far you are from what Carlos Castaneda calls, quote, the path with heart. Among shamanic, shamanic? shamanic shamanic, cultures, says anthropologist Michael Harner in The Wave of the Shaman, synchronicities are considered, quote, a kind of homing beacon similar to a radio directional signal indicating that the right procedures and methods are being employed. It could be shamanic. It could be shamanic. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you think that that's what it is? The universe is telling you yes, you're on the right path? I do. Path? I really okay. do. 
I, I don't know if that's the one only thing they show you. Right. You know, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> but, Come on. But I, you know that I totally believe in synchronicities. Oh, totally. I've had so many I'm of them. I'm starting to. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yep. So, and according to an April 26, 2014 article on Medium.com titled, quote, Synchronicity, What It Is and How to Experience It, the article says, quote, in truth, synchronicity isn't only about these specific messages. Technically, all events in life are synchronistic, from the most important events down to the minute details, from the most vital crossroad decision points in life, meeting significant people, making life-altering choices, down to the time of day when you go to bed, when you write your email. All events and happenings exist on a patterned grid of potentials. This means that it's not possible for any event to exist outside that grid. In other words, to be completely random and devoid of significance. Generally speaking, nothing is 100% random. And on this grid of potentials, the universe slash God slash the spirit slash the force slash whatever can clearly perceive anything about your life path from each and every small detail all the way to the top overview of your existence. So your spirit guides can assist you with just as much dedication, both with your major life decisions and with choosing which shampoo to buy at the supermarket. <laughs> For this reason, it's a sound strategy to be open to synchronicity and spiritual messages at all times. Not only will it assist you in carrying out your life, but it will help you realize that every inch of your existence is carefully planned and cared for. <laughs> I <laughs> that text. Came I'm sure it did. Text message from Miranda. Forgot to shut uh, my phone sounds off. Sounds like a clown horn. That was kind of a synchronicity that that happened right at the end. Wow. That was weird. That? I don't know. I've never heard that <laughs> I've never before. heard that creaking sound before. Okay. All right. Anyway. Kind of weird. That is weird. So, yeah. So basically, synchronicities are like way markers to show you something, and they are also partly given to us to show that there is more to life than what we are aware of. And I, I, I believe that. Yeah. I think the key is, though, figuring out what it's trying to tell you. Yeah. Like, is yeah. it telling you pay attention to what's going on yes. around you? Or yeah. is that's, that the message? That's the problem. That's what right. makes it difficult. Is the message within yep. the synchronicity? I don't know. Uh, and now, you know, reading this last article I read where they talk about the idea of the grid of potentials, it's interesting in relation to something we've discussed on the show recently, and it's been on the news recently, and it's something that I do sometimes. What do you think that is? I don't know. Randonauting. Oh, I was going to mention that before because somebody brought that up on the Facebook page. Yeah. I meant to ask you that in yeah. housekeeping. Yeah, randonauting because that, the, you know, totally, just, in, yeah, yeah. just in case you haven't heard me blather on about <laughs> randonauting, it's basically you are... You go out with an intent in your mind of what you want to see a sign of. Like I, the other day I said, show me a, a flag. Or one was just show me something that shows me that this isn't just coincidence. Mm -hmm. So you get this idea in your head of what you want to find. And there's an app you can use that pulls quantum numbers off a quantum computer randomly. So these are pure random numbers. And it gives you... It plots all, using these numbers, it plots like a hundred different areas around where you are, and it notices what area has the most concentration of these dots that it plotted. And that's where it leads you, you know, that's where it leads you for something. And are you, you never, supposed to have an idea before you look at the dots? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You just like come up with an idea in your head, like show me food, something food related. Yeah. And then... It picks all these random numbers, plots all this stuff out in your area, finds where there's like the highest concentration of random plots and sends you there. And when you go there, you are supposed to see something or find something that correlates to 
what you wanted or even a lot of times I don't find anything. I go to an empty space and Hopefully there's nothing there. Hopefully not a there. dead body like no. apparently is happening to no, something. They found like something like, what was it, in a suitcase or like That's a body crazy. in a suitcase? Randonauters found that. Yeah. But this is supposed to increase the synchronicities you get okay. because what it's doing is that it is taking me to the spot that would never have been on my grid of potentials that I would have absolutely no reason to go to this spot today. Yeah. So it's pulling you like off your course bringing you to this totally different area. And that's somehow supposed to increase synchronicities. And from what I've read from people, it does. Like, I don't have really good luck with mm. with randonauting. I don't. The couple times I had it. You end up soaking wet. like. Oh, God, I forgot about that time where I fell. Yeah, yeah. Where I, yeah. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Block that out. Yes, I did. <laughs> but, you know, there was that one time where... It led me to a park, like a corner of a park where a tree was. And I went out to the corner of this park and all of a sudden all these butterflies flew out of the tree and they were like circling around my head and flew off. And I managed to get like a picture of a bunch of them in the air, but I wanted to get like a video of them like circling around my head because that was kind of weird that it brought me there for that. So that's kind of what randonauting is. And that's, I can understand how that would help with synchronicity because it is pulling you off your beaten path that you're on right you know I, so. i'd like to try it but honestly as a female i'm not doing that by myself no i just feel like that's no. a bad idea well, like I said, it's in hard in manitowoc because half the time it puts me in lake michigan half the time <laughs> it puts me in the middle of some farmer's field somewhere right, that i'm not going to so walk weird. out there we should do it together sometime we should we maybe one day after we leave here when we yeah. have time we should we should try going it up north yeah when you're not going up north we should try it let's do it but yeah it's been on the news be lately it brought us here it would be weird. Ooh. But uh, there's, it's been on the news a lot lately. And then I'm seeing now people are putting um, YouTube videos about mm. about it. So it was mm. kind of neat being into that before like anybody else knew about it. Right. But now like somebody's like totally... so over that. <laughs> so that was so last year. <laughs> but now like somebody said that, you know, people are going to realize that, no, oh, it's nothing. You know, they'll, they'll get led to three or four places where there's nothing and then they'll just give up. But... You but know, the people who do experience synchronicities will probably yeah, get stick with it. Yep. really into it. Yep. Okay. So what is one of the most commonly reported methods of synchronicity? I've talked about it a lot on the show. The numbers. The numbers. According, Which I have never experienced. Oh, yeah. It's not a thing for me. This week, every day except yesterday, I saw 11-11. And it's I do, not that I'm looking at the clock when it's 11-10 waiting for it to turn, but there's like one day... I got back in my car after going to the public library, turned on the car, and then went to change what song was playing. Mm-hmm. And then right there, it's eleven eleven. And then one day, I took out my phone to do something, and it was eleven eleven. So every day this week, except yesterday, I saw eleven eleven. Always a.m. because I'm sleeping at eleven eleven p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I will go through these phases, and it's been happening lately, where I wake up at like three thirty every morning yeah. for no reason. Yep. I wake up at three thirty, or I'll go like a week where it's two thirty every morning. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if that's, that's a synchronicity or if my body's just like, hey, wake I think up, it would wake be a right synchronicity. Now. It would be for something. I, just I don't, don't know, know why. Yeah. I, I mean, there's nothing. I usually end up falling back asleep if I'm lucky, but. According to an October 22nd, 2018 article on the website awarenessact.com called, quote, synchronicity, coincidence, and the real power of numbers, the article says, quote, the numbers are an example of synchronicities or meaningful coincidences at work. While the idea might not always be easily explained, it is said that the universe uses these coincidences as a way of grabbing our attention and conveying a message. 
It may be that you are headed down the right path and this is to encourage you, or it may be trying to direct your attention elsewhere. To understand this, we must take the time to look closer into what we are seeing. When one is seeing a series of repeated numbers over and over again, they are seeing what numerologists refer to as master numbers. Others refer to these as angel numbers. And it's said that they are sent to us as a message from the spirits and our guardian angels and an attempt to communicate with us from the spiritual realm. In fact, it is even argued that the reason you notice this number in situations such as billboards and license plates is due to the fact that a spirit has whispered in your ear, encouraging you to look at that time. If you are seeing the repeated number 1111 or 111 all over, this is a clear message from the universe that it is time to open your eyes to everything that is happening around you. It could be that you've fallen into autopilot and it's time to once again take control of your life or that there is something specific the universe wants you to notice. Take a step back and carefully look at your life, your current situation, and the journey you are traveling. And that's one of the things about this is that there's a lot of sites about the 1111s, but they're, they're so... I want to say hokey and new agey mm. and it's just hard, you know, not anything against that, but that's kind of not my cup of tea. A little hooey. It, they get a little hooey, you know, but I, I feel like I can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can pull something useful from that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But even if you don't, I can't buy it all yeah. or it's just not, I don't know. That's not my wavelength, I guess. I'm sure some people think some of the stuff I'm into is hooey, but... Oh, I'm sure a lot of people, like I said, yeah. considering that I think we could be living in a computer simulation and... <laughs> well, that's true. ...the half-baked stuff, I believe. So <laughs> I guess I shouldn't badmouth something for being kind of hokey. But the website Dimension1111.com says this, and this is a long quote. Quote... <laughs> Most people who are having the 1111 synchronicity are surprised to discover that thousands of other people from all over the world are experiencing the same exact phenomenon as them. The 1111 phenomenon happens more frequently when one is on a spiritual path of self-discovery. In numerology, the number 11 is a master number and represents inspiration, illumination, and spiritual enlightenment. Whenever you notice the 1111, you might get a strange feeling inside you that you can't explain. And I totally can back that up. I, hmm. it, it's weird. It becomes an experience. You might get a beautiful feeling of peace or excitement, or there might be a sense of importance or urgency associated with seeing the numbers. Sometimes it can feel like someone or something is trying to tell you something. It's as if there's something you need to know, but you don't know it or can't remember what it is. It's a unique feeling that can only be described by those who are having the experiences. And I can back that up. I can totally back that up. This makes me want to like rewind and listen to what we were talking about at 11 minutes yeah. and 11 seconds. <laughs> yep. Pay attention, people. Let yes. us know what we said. Probably something dumb. <laughs> or dirty. <laughs> or I don't dirty. know. <laughs> having an 11-11 experience could mean that your DNA is being activated. This explanation may seem slightly odd to some, but many do resonate with it. Physical reality may be a program, so to speak, that is created by digital codes or frequencies such as numbers. Hmm. This is similar to how binary numbers output the programs that run on your computer. The human DNA, our genetic memory, is encoded prior to our birth. DNA is triggered at times by certain codes or frequencies such as those of the number 11. This causes the mind to awaken or change, resulting in the evolution of the consciousness. 1111 may be something that was pre-coded into Lightworkers' DNA. And that's uh, a lot of people think people that see the 1111s constantly are something called Lightworkers. And that's almost like a super empath that okay. has the ability to heal people or heal the world just by being there. Okay. 
you know, not saying I 100% buy it, but I've never a lot of the 1111 stuff ties in with what uh, people believe are light workers, hmm. people that are light workers. Okay. Yeah, 1111 may be something that was pre coded into light workers' DNA or consciousness slash memory prior to their incarnation into a physical body here on Earth. Light workers are here for a very special reason. Their purpose for being here is to, quote, hold the light in order to help raise the consciousness of humanity. 1111 may be the wake up call for people known as light workers, allowing them to remember who they are and what they are here to do. Perhaps light workers all share a similar aspect of the universal consciousness, which is the desire to help change the world in some positive way. Sometimes the numbers 1111-111 or 11 seem to follow you everywhere you go, popping up several times a day, every day for weeks at a time, then suddenly you stop noticing them as much as you did before, or the synchronicities stop altogether. It may feel like losing an old friend. Then weeks or even months later, you may start to notice the same pattern and synchronicity, the 1111s all over again. Why do these numbers seem to happen frequently, but sometimes not at all? And that happens to me a lot. Mm -hmm. You'll go like weeks. Yeah, I'll go for months without it. And then all of a sudden, there'll be like a two-week period where it's just bam, 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 1111s everywhere I look. So the answer to the question of one might notice the 1111 synchronicity and then it might stop is either because it is being confirmed that you are on the right path, experiencing the right frequency for your path, or because you are not, and it is a reminder to get back onto that path of love, light, and truth. Remember to follow your intuition and pay attention to what's going on in your life and in your thoughts whenever you do start to notice synchronicities occurring. Then pay attention to the feelings and thoughts you are having when the synchronicities stop. You will begin to understand the differences. Change your mind, change your reality, love and light to you all, and never ever forget who you are. So is that true for you? When- no. That what's I mean, what's not true for me is that I, when this happens, I think I'm so amazed by it happening and I'm like, oh, I got to tell everybody that this happened, <laughs> that I don't stop and think Pay about attention. what I am doing. You've never gotten the message, in other words. No. Like, whatever it's trying to point no. out to you. But you like never- I said, the one, the one that... I talk about on here all the time that I cannot just chalk up to coincidences when I was at Papa Murphy's getting a pizza that one day. And Mm -hmm. it was like somebody, it was just me and the girl making my pizza, but it was like somebody put their hands on my head, physically turned my head, twisted it to look at the clock that was like over here where I couldn't even see it. That said 1111. Mm -hmm. That was like them saying, look, you need to see this. And then twisting my head to look at it. That one thing is why I cannot just write this off. I mean, that was something that happened. I don't know what it was, but that's where I'm bad with this is that when this happens, I'm so into, oh my God, this happened that I'm not thinking about what I am doing at the time. What are you supposed to take? Why was it at Papa Murphy's? Was there some big pizza (laughs) in my life that... Or maybe they're telling you to eat less pizza. (laughs) It could be. I mean, that's very possible. That could be like, like, you know... Stop eating pizza, you fat Warris. You know, that's what it it could have been telling me that. kind of a jerk. You know, but like maybe I was like headed for a heart attack and it's showing me that. That's that's what sucks about these is that you don't always know what they are about. Hmm. Uh, Like what was interesting, I talked to Aaron yesterday and he's still been seeing the 1111s every day. He sees 111 also every day. Hmm. But he just moved to West Bend. Oh, really? And yeah, and this happens during... We'll get to this in a little bit in, in one of the other Big things, life but changes. It, it happens during like life changes okay. and stuff. And right now it's maybe because I'm really confused. I don't know what I'm going to do for a job and I'm starting to like freak out about that. And maybe that's why the 1111s are saying it'll be okay. Or they're saying, get your ass out there and look for a job. 
you know, you don't know what they're what they're saying. They could be pointing you in the direction of what when job they, you should have. Yes, too. yeah, they could be. Uh, when when they started, it was right around the time that my New Zealand thing happened, where mm-hmm. I noticed that New Zealand was in a completely different area than where I remember it being, and that's basically when my eleven eleven started. Hmm. So that could have been waking the, up. That, to that the could universe. have been like telling me yeah. you're on the you're noticing this. You're on the right track. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very possible. So I don't know. I need to like carry a journal or something that when I notice this, I write down what is happening at that time. Or even like you could record it in your phone. If I you're could. driving, you probably don't want to. That's true. Then I get wheel. a car accident. <laughs> Damn 1111s. But yeah, this week, I don't know if it was because I was searching for, I was researching synchronicity, oh, but I'm there's sure. just been a ton of them this week. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and that, that article brought up what I like is the idea of a possibility portal or an opportunity portal where you're at kind of a crossroads mm. where you could do something big. You know, like a lot of times in our life, the little moments are what lead to big moments. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always think about like, what if you and I never met? What if you hadn't decided to get in contact with mm-hmm. Matt about joining our ghost group? Right. You know? Yeah, we wouldn't be sitting no, here right now. No, we wouldn't be sitting here right Nobody now. Nobody would it was be that, listening to us. Yeah, it, it was that one moment that you did that and i looked at other groups in the yeah, area like yeah. i don't know what made me so reach out if to you, you had not done that we right. wouldn't be here right now i didn't i wouldn't know i didn't you. contact any other groups either. yeah so it's little moments that we realize later in our life were actually the big moments mm-hmm. you know so i just I, I that's why i like the idea of possibility portals or opportunity portals where you're at a potentially big moment in your life where this is showing you what you're supposed to do yeah uh, another method of synchronicity happens to me a lot. And I've talked about this on here. And when I was doing, there's a, there's a, on Reddit, there's a, a board all about synchronicities where people put all of theirs. So I was reading through a bunch of people's synchronicity stories and there's a ton. If you're into this type in synchronicity stories on Google and you will find just a ton of them. There's one website that is dedicated to pages and pages of synchronicity stories. Can I guess what it is? Yeah. You're listening to a song. No, well, oh, okay. no, but you're, you're, it's in the, it's in the same boat. Okay. One of the people on the thread that I was reading on Reddit said, "quote My television constantly mimics my family and I. It happens daily." And somebody responded, "Like how?" And he said, "Me or my wife or my kids will say a specific word or phrase. As soon as we say it, the TV will repeat the exact word or phrase back to us verbatim." For a while, I thought something was trying to communicate, but it's all just random, very weird stuff. Hmm. That happens to me a lot. That happened to me. That last was it the last where I was typing the word philosophical on my phone oh, into and I, Google and you said yeah. the word philosophical uh-huh. while I was actually physically <laughs> typing it. That happens to me a lot. A lot mm-hmm. of times I'll be at home working on researching the podcast and I'll be typing a word and I, I have like channel two news on and it, it won't be like a common word. It'll be like a weird word that all of a sudden as I'm typing it, they say it on TV and I look up and I'm like, what? That's that was weird. weird. Yeah. And it's always like a weird word. It's not like that or with, I mean, it's a very specific Right. And this happens to me almost as much as the 1111s. Hmm. Yeah. So that's. It's almost like a psychic connection or like precognition or something. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. But that happens to a lot of people for synchronicities where that happens with a TV or a song or something where. I guess that does happen to me. Interesting. Or I'll be emailing someone at work and they'll call me just out of nowhere. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, from a site called LonerWolf.com, which is all about synchronicity, he had an article called Synchronicity, Ways to Interpret and Manifest It. So I'm going to read 10 of these right now. 
if you are interested in working on your synchronicity, you can try these. And I totally agree with all of these. Number one, ask questions or form an intent. I mean, that's also with yeah. random nodding, but kind of like you, asking. It's kind of like universe. asking. Give me a sign yeah. of what I'm supposed to do here. Mm-hmm. So ask questions. Form. What the hell was that? I don't know. I think a bird hit the window or something. That was weird. <laughs> or did that just like buckle again? I think that might have buckled again. Oh my god, this weird. is so weird. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff in here. I've spent so much time here, and these things have never yeah, happened before. It is weird in here today. Synchronicities. Yep. Number two, and this is an important one, and this is one of the reasons why I think this doesn't work for a lot of people. Learn the art of surrender. Be like, all right, show me. I mean, I. You know, everybody thinks they are in charge of their life, that this is all they're doing. It's very hard for someone to be like, all right, I am not in charge. Show me what I need to do. It's like the equivalent of some, if you're a religious person, that person who says, God, I'm giving my life to you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. But you're giving it to the universe. Like. That's exactly what it is. Okay. That's a scary thought. It is a scary thought. And it's hard. (laughs) It's hard. I can maybe do that for a few minutes. (laughs) I'd be like, nope, I'm taking the wheel. But yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why people have a hard time with it is because people have a hard time giving that up. Yeah. Being like, I am not in control of myself. Right. You know, show me. Number three, this is one that I am trying to do and I'm so unsuccessful at doing it is to be mindful and aware and practice mindfulness. Me too. I'm so, I can't. I'm always constantly either worried about what's coming or I'm thinking about my past, regretting something I did in the past, living in my past. I I think that's one of the reasons why I am not happy now is because I used to be completely mindful and I'm not anymore. I just always yeah. am worried or or living in the past. So that's hard. I I have apps on my phone that are, you know to help you with that, but yeah. it's just hard for me. And it, I me feel too. like that would make my life a lot better if well, I could do that. Well, number one, I think I'd notice more synchronicities. Yeah, exactly. But I was noticing this last night. We were watching a movie. I can't remember what it was at this point. It's <laughs> ridiculous. But um, <laughs> I realized that I'm my mind is always. Oh no, we were watching the Dead Files. That's what we were oh, watching. Yep. I don't know. We yeah, like show really I know what you're gonna say. And like I can't when I'm even I focused on something. When I'm focused on something, I'm still not completely focused totally. on it. And I'm like, I found myself telling myself, okay. Notice what she's wearing. Yeah. Notice the color of her <laughs> eyes. Know? Like focus. And then yeah. I, my mind would be off somewhere complete. And then I wonder why I can't remember books I've read or movies I've watched because I'm never in the moment. I'm always yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, I am too. And it's Ugh. it's hard to break out of that. It's damn near impossible to break out of that. Suffers from anxiety. Yeah, which is us. <laughs> both of oh us. Oh my god, I had such bad anxiety today. Yeah, it's, I don't know why your anxiety problem. is so bad today. I don't know. Maybe something's going to happen. I don't know about, which gives me anxiety. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It, it is, there. there is like this. Uh, so on the drive here to kind of calm myself down, I took a beat and like looked at how beautiful the drive here yeah. is. I mean, the forest that surrounds this area is yeah. just yep. so beautiful. And just taking a minute to actually stop and soak that in helps ground me a little bit. Did you hear so, that? Was it my, was No, that? there was like something behind me. Are you serious? Yeah, there was like a came from over here. This place gets active in the summer. It does. It could be the building waking up. Waking like up. Like during the winter almost nothing happens here, no. which is odd because it's always darker here in the winter, yeah. but summer this place wakes up, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. I I totally agree. But yeah, I get what you're saying like when I watch a show now or a movie, I have to shut my ringtone off because I can't mm. 
I, yeah. I just can't. Squirrel. Yeah. Total squirrel moment. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't even need a phone next to me. I can just be thinking about stuff. <laughs> I can too. I can too. And I got to get away from that. But that's so hard. It is. It takes practice. Yes. Number four, paying attention to your thought at the time of synchronicity is very helpful. Continuing along the synchronistic path will further align you with the universal energy, transforming your life in ways you cannot fathom. Going along with this, pay attention to your state of mind during the time of the synchronicity. Mm. And like I just said, that's what I am not good at doing. Because I'm so caught up in like, oh, I just had another synchronicity that I'm not (laughs) thinking about what I'm doing or what my headspace is when I notice a synchronicity. Am I calm? Am I stressed? So that's something that I need to get better at. Uh, Like Jung noticed with his patients that synchronicities often happen during times of emotional intensity and major life changes such as births, deaths, moving, times of personal crisis, or life turning points. Mm. So I need to get better at... I need to like distance myself from the amazement of the synchronicity Mm -hmm. and focus more on what's going on at the time. Take a step back. Number five, be open and receptive. Maintain an open-minded outlook towards synchronicity. This will enhance your receptability towards such experience. And I believe that because when you, like you never had them before, but once you start noticing, you're like, all right, maybe this is a thing. And then you start to see them more and more. Yeah. But is that all? We'll get to that in the theories. <laughs> Did you just, we get to, we'll get to that. I just, I just, we, I just, yeah, I just, <laughs> we, I just, we'll get to that myself. I just, we'll, we'll get it to that. I just, I just get it to that myself. <laughs> um, wow. Oh, that was, that was, <laughs> that yeah. rolled right off the top. <laughs> it did. Oh boy. Where are we here? Uh, be open and receptive. We did. Number six, have faith. Trust that synchronicity will appear in your life. And a lot of this is, and this is one of those things that I've been putzing around with lately that I don't know what I believe about it. And that is the law of attraction that whatever you think or feel, the universe will say yes. Or it'll give it to you. Or it'll give it to you. Yeah. That we basically manifest Mm -hmm. reality. And I believe a lot of that as far as our attitudes towards life. I think if you're, you think life is bad, brings me nothing but bad luck. You're going to get yeah. bad luck. If you be, if you're a hopeful person, it'll bring you better things. You know, I'm trying to, I think I'm, that's true. I think it is true. And I've been trying to work on that, but that's also really hard, you know? So yeah, even though I'm really like, I'm a worrier and I can experience anxiety. I'm a, I've always been a half a glass half full kind yeah. of person and I feel like a lot of good things have come See, to me lately. See, and I feel like that's where I've changed. Is I used to be a glass half full person, and I think I've become a glass half empty person. Yeah. So Perspective need... is everything. It is. It is. Uh... My stomach just growls. <laughs> <laughs> we are a dumpster fire in here today. <laughs> Hot garbage Hot fire. Hot garbage fire. <laughs> but you know, it uh... is because this is a dumb example, but back when I worked in the factory, there was one day I went in, and it was like 103 degrees. I think it would have been like 110 in the factory. I was miserable. I was in my car with the air conditioner blasting, just sweating my balls off. And For lack you know, of a I pull into the parking lot and I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I rolled down the window, shut off my air conditioner. And I'm like, I don't care. And I was fine that night. I wasn't, everybody else was dying in work. And I think I was just like hit my pissed off point where I'm like, I'm done. And yeah. because of that, I was okay. It wasn't bad. Hmm. You know, so I think a lot of our attitudes... It's like a mind over matter It is like thing. a mind over matter thing. And mm-hmm. I think mind over matter it's is thing. more important than oh, people yeah. think it is. I agree. You know, so I totally think that. I think that <laughs> apparently I have a theme today. But being able to um, t- 
talk yourself out of like an anxiety attack is a yeah. mind over matter thing <laughs> 100 anxious today. i know i've just been through a lot of that i don't know breathing is everything that's all i gotta say yeah i, I have i've done like breathing exercise apps and stuff like that but then while i'm breathing and exhaling my mind my mind is running on mm. different things so oh one of these I was going to bring it up, but I believe that's, yeah, that's going to be one of these very next ones. Uh, actually is the very next one. Number seven, practice meditation. Ah. And that's something that oh, I kind of, like I believe, impossible. I believe Bridget and I were writing back and forth about meditation. She seems like she'd be a meditator. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love Bridget. Yeah. She's awesome. Uh, but that's something that I kind of want to start working on. And I've oh. talked about this on here. We did it once. I did it once in high school in psychology class. Yeah. The teacher was a, a I don't know, what, do what word am I looking for? He taught classes in, in meditating, so he knew what he was doing. Okay. You know, a meditation Practitioner? teacher? Practitioner? Practitioner, something like something that. Something like that, okay. But he knew what he was doing. Yeah. And, you know, he had the entire class. He's like, he played this Indian music, and he's like, close your eyes. I'm going to guide you through this. And, you know, I had my eyes closed and I'm listening to him, listening to him. And then he's like, all right, it's time to open your eyes. And then I was like, it can't be like only a couple minutes have passed, but it was the whole hour. Mm. And it's amazing how it slows you down so that time passes quickly without you knowing it. I wish I could And it was cool. It was like one of the best feelings I've ever had in my life, which is the opposite of when he hypnotized us and I freaked out and badly, which is weird because meditation I loved. Yeah. Hypnosis. Well, they're two so different things, if you ask they me. They kind of are, but they're kind of similar, too. I think meditation is almost like having such control over your own thoughts. Yeah. And your the, mind. Yeah, where, the, where hypnosis, hypnosis is almost the opposite Giving someone else control. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I never thought of that. I'm, but yeah. I'm horrible at meditation. I want to like try. two seconds in, my, my mind's just <laughs> I know. I know that feeling. So yeah, I empty wanna... my mind. That's not a thing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I want to try doing that. Do you stress about the podcast ever? Never. No. 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 Only last time just, when I had to just, do I, I do until history. I edit it and I'm like, all right, maybe yeah. we don't suck. No. No, I. this is fun for me. Yeah, this is this is, this is like relaxing for me. Yeah. And like you said, even if people nobody listened to us, we would still do We'd it just because we like I enjoy this. listening to it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so meditation, I want to start working on. Number eight, use tarot cards or the I Ching. What? And I know what tarot cards are. I Ching is, a lot of people call it I Ching. It's I Ching. I actually used to do it. And it's, you have like, I want to say it's Chinese, where there's a bunch of different ruins that are like made up of straight lines, of whole lines, or unbroken lines. And I want to say there's like nine, you know, like the top one will be unbroken. Next one will be broken in two places. Next one will be unbroken. And there's all these different ruins. And what you do is you take a handful of pennies, throw them on a table, and then note how many are heads up and heads down that when you're going down this and you like make a line, like heads up, you know, heads, tails. I don't remember exactly how, but it was something like that. really complicated. And when you get get to the end, you have a symbol based on your coin tosses. And then you look at what that that ruin means. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like... It's like That's tarot. It's basically like a tarot reading, but you're throwing coins down and determining, and the, the heads or tails is determining what the ruin is going to look like. Sounds like a lot more work than tarot cards. Yeah, but it's also really cool. I used to do it, but I don't anymore. Tarot cards, I've always loved too. I just think And I've cool. had people give me like really... Good readings? Yeah. Like, I've never experienced it, but... Have you ever had anybody give you a reading? 
I remember in my, like in college, a bunch of us jokingly called one of those psychic hotlines. That's as close <laughs> as I've ever come to anything like that. I don't think that was probably a real act. I think one. I'd be, like if I sat down and somebody gave me like a crazy good reading, it would like people shake have my given, world. People have given me crazy good readings. Really? Stuff that they wouldn't have known. Yeah. I think that would, I don't know. Yeah. I think that would scare me a little bit. But then it's also, is it also a lot like horoscopes where you can basically f- see yourself in anything that they're going to say that yeah. anybody can s- fit themselves Or they're really the, good at reading you. Yeah. So I, but you know, I generally have a hard time with psychics mm-hmm. anyway, but I've had really amazing tarot card readings in my life. It'd be cool to have somebody on the show that could do us a, a, really a, cool. a tarot like a card. Live reading. Yeah. Like a live reading. We'll have to look into that. I think... Emily Wayland might do that. Am I making that up right now? I don't. I think you I follow might her be on right. Instagram. I think you might be right. You're I'm, doing such a good job on Instagram. Seriously, <laughs> you are doing an amazingly good job on Instagram. I'm just copying stuff from Facebook. Yeah, but you're active on there. You're good on there. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a social media person. I guess. Yeah, I've had so many people I in the last couple best. days tell me they're quitting social media. Yeah, and I totally get it. I would if it weren't for the podcast, probably. Uh, the pod, this the, the strangers group is basically the only place I go, and then some of my friends get pissed because they post something and I don't see it because I only go to the strangers Text group. Text it to me. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, use tarot tarot cards or eching. Number nine, get closer with nature. You and I are both good at that. Mm-hmm. We like our nature. Not right now when it's hot as balls oh outside. God, I don't. It's so hot. I haven't been able to at go least for a walk. There aren't any mosquitoes. Yeah. Yeah. I was shocked when we went up to that cabin yesterday up in the Why is my nose north woods when we start this? and there were no mosquitoes. I don't know. When I tried walking Are you on allergic my... to me? I might be. <laughs> I'm allergic to beauty. <laughs> oh, oh. When I uh, went for a walk the other day, I got swarmed by mosquitoes, so yeah, they're they bad. Love me. But there's where I walk can be swampy. Oh, so that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. just a recipe for disaster. But yeah, you and I are pretty nature. Mm-hmm. And I still We're pretty nature. <laughs> we're pre- I was I was going to say nature loving. Nature <laughs> Centric? Yes, there you okay. go. Thank you. Thank you. You redeemed yourself. <laughs> the green English, folks. <laughs> That's why I'm so good at remembering words. But uh, I think I've talked about this on here. There's a viewing platform at Woodland Dunes that's out in the middle of this. Th- in a different area. Oh, okay. It's in the middle of this field. And I really want to go there. Like I in swear f- we went there. We went to a different place. Oh, okay. You're thinking of that big field. That's my favorite place on earth. No, you took me to some place that has like this boardwalk. You can oh, walk Oh, that's just a different place. Oh, okay. This one is like in a field. There's like a platform that you can sit on. And oh, I want to okay. go out there like in fall and look at the stars because you can see tons of stars mm. from there. Right now I can't because the star- the like, I'm already sleeping by the time <laughs> the stars come out. You know, I will say that I like when it gets darker earlier and not because I want to go to bed when it's dark out, but I just happen to like the nights. Yeah, being outside I love at looking night at stars. And, looking and at, I, when yeah. I was a kid and or even younger, like in college, I used to be able to just lay and look at stars and I just don't do that anymore. I know, as a kid, you know, up, up north. So I, maybe I need to do that more, get in touch with nature. And number 10, finally, practice gratitude, especially with the synchronicity stuff. Like if you get a synchronicity, be grateful that you got it. Mm. So these 10 things, if you practice these and work on them, synchronicity should increase in your life. Mm. But it's hard to, if you don't believe this, it's really hard to... I do believe it though. I do too. But it's hard for somebody that's like, all right, show me something. (laughs) You know, they're not going to get anything. Right. They're just being snarky about it. Yep. And the universe is all like, I don't think so. You don't deserve synchronicity. Exactly. Exactly. This next story was only like a backup in case I didn't know how long this episode was going to go. So if it didn't go long enough, I was going to use it. But I th- I'm going to use it anyway because I think we're going to be, even though we're going to be plenty long enough, I'm going to use it anyway because I thought it was kind of neat. 
It's from a March 29th, 2020 article on www.synchronicityunwrapped.com called, quote, Synchronicity in a Jar. Here's the article, or bits and pieces of the article. Quote, at a recent milestone birthday, I asked my guests to bring me a written story about a meaningful coincidence as a gift. I think that's a cool idea. If they had such a story, they could put it in my synchronicity jar when they arrived. Apart from knowing I'd enjoy reading the stories, I thought this would offer a rare opportunity to get a more realistic indication of how many people experience synchronicities and what types of... <laughs> such a weird noise. I don't know if it's just because it's so hot and humid the building is reacting to it, yeah, but, but we I've usually never did, heard I've never before. heard some of these noises before. And creak, it's coming from the yeah. ceiling. But then that one came from behind me, I so I don't know. That. It's weird. weird. It is weird. Okay, now where was I? I don't know. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Apart from knowing I'd enjoy reading the stories, I thought this would offer a rare opportunity to get a more realistic indication of how many people experience synchronicity, what types of coincidences stood out to them, and perhaps what kind of impact it had on them. Hmm. Of the 100 guests who arrived, 39 contributed a story for my synchronicity jar involving coincidences that were very striking to them. Given that several people described circumstances that they were also sharing on behalf of their partner, this suggests that just over 40% of my fellow partygoers could actively relate to the notion of synchronicity. There were also a few who attended who had previously told me of a synchronistic experience that they chose not to contribute to my jar for whatever reason, such as simply not having gotten around to writing the note. That broadly seemed to fit with the common notion that around 40 to 50% of people experience paranormal phenomena with synchronicity being one of the most common examples. There were several main overlapping themes in their stories. Most commonly, they related whoop, most commonly they related to a sense of connection with others of which many could be described as a form of propinquity prop <laughs> Propinquity. Propinquity? <laughs> the hell word is this? Oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> Prop. Who uses this word? Propinquity. Propinquity. Wow, that's a handy app. <laughs> yeah, pro, pro, it was that? Just Google. I just Googled it and it had like a speaker here. Propinquity. All right which means the state of being close to someone or something. Why didn't you just say that? <laughs> Many also seem to involve incidents that help to solve problems. Many people described incidents that were simply strongly affirming a course of action they were taking at the time, often implying that their general sense of life direction had been bolstered. Common examples included timely encounters with someone who was uncannily well-equipped to help solve a problem and slash or who helped them get in touch with someone they wanted to see but was hard to find. Several others mentioned a remarkable incident that answered a specific question that they had in their mind at the time. Six people specifically mentioned examples of coincidences that helped them feel on a wavelength with their partner, such as being about to say something to their spouse and having the spouse say it first, or calling their partner and getting a busy signal because their partner was calling them. Two people wrote of the uncanny circumstance in which they had met their partner, evoking the synchronistic matchmaker. Five examples included number synchronicity, such as seeing 11-11 on a clock. Two examples included remarkable circumstances that saved a person's life. Five people directly referred to religious beliefs, describing circumstances in which they felt profoundly supported or guided by God. The Christian notion of a guardian angel seemed very relevant to these examples. 
I thought all of the stories seemed relevant with around a third reflecting strong synchronicity, but this is, of course, a subjective judgment. In summary, my little experiment reinforces my impression that many people experience remarkable coincidences that are very meaningful to them personally. We might not hear much about those experiences, even if we are good friends with them and they know we are interested in the topic. Discussing transpersonal or spiritual topics is not very fashionable in our culture, but that makes the experiences no less powerful. So I don't know why I just thought of this, but yesterday um, I was thinking about today and I was thinking I want to start a little later today. We're usually here at 6.30. Yeah. I picked up my phone to text you and I had a text from you that said usual time tomorrow. That's, See, that's kind that's, of like a, that is kind of a synchronicity. Yeah, you and I are on the wa- same wavelength we are. a lot. I think so. I, I feel like you know, uh, with we my, usually we text each other the same exact thing at yes, the same time yeah. all the time. With my friend Carly, uh, not Carly from Australia, but my friend Carly that listens to the podcast that I used to work with. Her and I have a weird mind connection. Uh, Miranda and I have a weird mind connection. You and I, I feel, have a mind connection. I feel like the closer I am with somebody, mm-hmm. the more. We have I think that, that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think that's cool. It is. But yeah, I like that story about this party where people put their things in there and he realized that there's a lot of ones that involve like the synchronicities about meeting your significant other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with large outcomes come from little moments. Yeah. I you know, agree. but then like if you and I hadn't met, I wouldn't know, you know, I could be sitting here doing a podcast with somebody else being, you know, I'm so grateful we met and not even know that you existed. Right. You know, so it's weird when you think about like the paths our lives take. It is. Get to theories now. Two big theories. Two big theories. Number one, synchronicities are real. I believe they I'm are. in that. I'm, I'm in that. In that. Yeah. You know, I couldn't find a Camp. lot that wasn't all hokey about how they're real, but, uh, a Gaia.com article from October 24th, 2099, 2099, 2009. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I guess we do bedtime travel. I went way in the future. <laughs> called, quote, synchronicity is not synchronicity. <laughs> <sighs> article called, quote, synchronicity is not just coincidence. Not synchronicity is not just coincidence. Oh, boy. Quote, Around the same time, the world was learning about quantum theory and the concept of a quantum field or the source plenum from which all matter arises. With it came evidence that we're all participants in an observer-based reality of sorts, that our focused attitudes, intentions, and actions may interact with an unseen mechanism to create our personal and collective reality. It confirmed Jung's observations, and he referred to this field as unus mundus, a unified world. In this unified world, coincidence is only an indicator of an underlying reality. Hmm. And that kind of gets to what you and I were talking about before, that uh, we shape reality. Yes. That's kind of like quantum theory has a lot of stuff about observer-based. Like there's, was it called the observer principle? That there are some things, some experiments where the person observing it affects... Oh, sure. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. What I, that, the outcome. Yeah, the outcome, that mm-hmm. the observer affects the outcome. So that's kind of how we create reality around us. But that gets into the whole it's computer simulation. Level yeah, and, yeah. yeah, it gets into the whole thing. But that, you know, the quantum theory gets more, like every year they kind of advance more and more with that stuff. And if that's true, that synchronicity, synchronicity <laughs> why am I having such a hard time with that word now? But that's that's kind of where synchronicity comes from is that we create everything. So mm-hmm. we're creating those signs. So I, I, I like the idea of quantum theory. And I've always liked the idea mm-hmm. that we are a 
we could be a computer program. So I, I, I totally buy into synchronicities. Even as far as a spiritual thing, I buy into it. Like we said the last one, we're not religious, but we're spiritual. Yeah. I believe there is something, and I do believe that that something is what drops these signals in our path. I mm-hmm. really do, based on how I feel when I get a really strong synchronicity. You know, so I don't really have anything else to back it up other than I do think synchronicities are real. And I think that's more of a personal thing that yeah. when you have one, it like shakes your world that you're like, wow. Totally. Yeah. Because you know that. Yeah. You know. Big ones or small ones. So yeah, and that, that's kind of like the book, The Secret too, about how we manifest our, our own yeah. reality. Whatever you put out into the universe, yeah. you'll yep. get back. Big theory number two, synchronicities don't exist. There are four things that tie into this. Thing number one is apophenia. Apophenia. It's a lot like, so you'll know what it's a lot like. Apophenia is the mistaken detection of a pattern or meaning mm. in random Matrixing. or meaningless data yeah. and the tendency to mistakenly perceive connections and meaning between unrelated things. It's a lot like matrixing or mm-hmm. pareidolia, which we've talked about as far as like seeing a face in an orb photo from a haunted location right. or hearing intelligible words in an EVP. Yeah. But apophenia is... Putting, putting a connection together. when there is no connection. Okay. Number uh, thing number two. Thing number two. <laughs> idea number two is confirmation <laughs> bias. <laughs> thing number. Thing two. number two. Number. Uh, <laughs> maybe burn this episode. <laughs> um, item number two is confirmation bias. The psychological term for recognizing the things that confirm our beliefs while intentionally avoiding interpretations or any information that contradicts with our beliefs. Mm. That's basically the tendency to remember our hits and forget our misses. Like with me and the 1111s, I think it's amazing how often I see them, but I don't take into account that 90% of the, my days, I don't see them. Right. Or but it's like 7, Yeah, 13. but that small percentage that I do see them, that's yeah. significant to me. That's confirmation bias. Yep. You know. I can see that. And it's it's kind of like along the same way that I didn't start seeing red Kia souls until I had a 100%. red Kia soul. And then you see yes. every Kia soul that's on the road. You know. Item number three is hindsight bias. And I had a hell of a time trying to figure out hindsight, hindsight bias. An October 27th, 2018 Psychology Today article called, quote, Why We Should Not Be Impressed by Eerie Coincidences talks about a situation where you are in a different country at a coffee shop thinking about an ex-girlfriend, and at that moment, she walks into the coffee shop. The article goes on to say, quote, There are many cognitive biases that contribute to the unfounded, eerie feeling of a seemingly improbable and meaningful coincidence. One of them, which we'll talk about here, is hindsight bias. You're judging the probability of the event after the fact, pondering the odds backwards. If you had specifically predicted in advance prior to her walking into the coffee shop that she would walk in at that particular time in a different country without any knowledge of her travel plans or any other conscious or unconscious awareness of information that might have increased the likelihood of this encounter, then that would have been an impressive coincidence. But without an a priori prediction, a before prediction, you have merely observed the probability of any very subjectively resonant coincidence occurring at any time, not the probability of that specific coincidence occurring at that particular time. Does that make any sense to you? Zero. <laughs> the probability of some kind of seemingly improbable coincidence occurring every once in a while is statistically very much higher than we realize. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So you're... you're <clears throat> 
you know, like, like he said, if, if before she ever walked in there, you're sitting there and you're like, you know what? I think my girlfriend is going to walk in here today. And she walks in. That is a huge coincidence. But just the fact that you're just the fact that she, her? yeah, but I don't understand how that's unless not, you're always thinking about her. Yeah. I mean, me. that could be, that could be, you know, mm. and that you could be like, oh, she would have really liked this co- coffee shop. You know, the odds are one in like a billion, but, for her, but that you know? does happen. I mean, you know, people win the lottery. So that kind right. of stuff happens. So this is saying that because we are looking at it after the fact, it's not as impressive. It's more, not as impressive yeah. as if we were looking at it from before the fact. But I don't buy that. That's still a hell of a coincidence. That's, that's a still different a synchronicity. thing altogether. That's like precognition. Yeah, that's still you know synchronicity. I mean? I mean, that's still. So I don't really buy the hindsight bias. No. But I had a hard time I'm, figuring out what they were even talking about. <laughs> I'm poo-pooing on that. And speaking of having a hard time figuring out what they talked about, item number four, statistics. Oh, great. Screw statistics. I, I, I tried looking into it, and it, it made my colon tighten. I'm not going <laughs> to deal with numbers. But there is something called the law, the law of truly large numbers that states that in a large enough population, any strange event is arbitrarily likely to happen by mere chance. If you have in enough people, population. yeah, if you have enough people and there's people in coffee shops all around the world, odds are that maybe this ex-girlfriend would walk into that one, you know? Yeah. So statistics, people say that we misjudge statistics, that stuff that we think is impossible is actually possible. Not necessarily probable, but Again, it's possible. Again, I think it's the eye of the beholder. If it's yeah. meaningful to you for some reason, that's not just a coincidence. Yeah. No, I, I, I know. And that's why... I can't buy any, I can maybe buy the confirmation bias because yes. like I said, I I'm crazy about the 11 11s, but I don't see them most of the time. It's just when I do. you also notice totally different times. Yeah. And it's, but, and it's also when I, it's just when I notice them that I think it's significant. Right. I just ignore the fact that I don't see them like the majority of the time. So I, I buy that, but I don't really buy this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't buy hindsight bias. I don't buy statistics. That's just people trying to, yeah, stuff trying away. to explain stuff away. So I don't know. And, uh, you know, going with along with this, a lot of people think synchronicities could even be a bad thing. Viewing coincidences or synchronicities as signs, a form of guidance from God or the universe, might seem like a sweet and harmless belief until you consider that personal histories and societal histories are filled with countless examples of people validating their decisions or actions, many of them which are horrendous, through the interpretation of such signs. Kings frequently went to war after receiving these signs. Mm. But how does that also not make it synchronistic that that war was supposed to happen? But it could be they're just using it as justification. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're, They're... and not just justifying it to everyone else, to themselves. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So that's what I got. I mean, like I said, this one, I kind of thought this one would be easier than it was because there's not a lot. It's sort of subjective. It's very subjective. And that's why it's hard to pin stuff down. Mm-hmm. Even in a, even the definition of synchronicity, but I like meaningful coincidence. Coincidences are coincidences. But if there's one that is very specific to what you're going through at that time. Like if it makes you But then pause. that's also like, how are the 11-11 significant to what I'm going through at that time? It's just a coincidence that I am constantly seeing them. So is that why they're significant? But are you usually going through some kind of thing in your life when it happens? Not always. Okay. Not always. I'm always going through some kind of thing in my <laughs> life anyway. Well, I think everyone's going yeah. through some stuff right now. So. Yeah, but it's just, it's it's hard to wrap your head around it. And it's like, it's one of those things that 
you almost have to experience before you can understand what we're talking about. Right. I think it's cool. I love hearing stories about it. Oh, I do too. And and that's the thing is that with our listener stories, if you have synchronicities, I believe my friend Luke had one. Somebody, a couple people that I've talked to have had them. So if you have synchronicity stories, send them. them. You know, and I I love the idea of synchronicity, but this is one that I think this will be like the reality episode where this is hard for people to wrap their head around. Yeah. You know, and this is one of those things that you don't think about it until it happens to you where you're like, wow. I would agree with that. And it, it totally changes everything. And then you start to notice them all mm-hmm. over. So open yourself to to these because it's an amazing thing. So what do you think? <laughs> I mean, we kind I love of, this topic. We both kindly talk. We kind of said what we think. I believe in synchronicity totally. just because it happens to me a lot. Them. Yeah. I don't buy the ideas to poo-poo them. No. Maybe a little bit. But I still think... And that's what one of the articles was trying to say, that it's not just what happens. It's the feeling you get when that's it happens. What it is. There's like a significant, it's, it's. Like it's, my heart will, yeah, will start it's racing. Hard. Like, it, it sounds egotistical to say this, but at, when that hits you, it makes you feel like you're the center of everything. Like you're important. And it could be, that's yeah. one of the reasons why people, you know, you like feeling important. So maybe. Maybe Freud maybe was are, on to something. Yeah, maybe are we are we <laughs> reading too much into that? I don't know. But it's just a feeling that you get when this happens that I can't explain. It's I can't also explain. unsettling, though. It's unsettling, but it's also... Exciting and good. Yeah. I also yeah, feel like it's feeling. good. It's like a good feeling. Mm-hmm. But it's also scary, and it can make you completely question your whole belief on what's going on mm-hmm. in reality. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love synchronicities. I totally 100% believe them. I think it's the equivalent of having your first like paranormal experience. It is, yeah. It changes the way you yes. see things. Yeah, it's scary. But it's the, the nice thing about synchronicities is that then they will maybe happen more often that right. you will start to experience them. I don't think that's a bad thing. So yeah, that I got a couple quotes here. I usually end on one quote, but I had a bunch I liked, so I'm going to throw a couple of them down. Uh, one of them is from that Psychology Today article I mentioned earlier in the episode. It said, "Quote." Synchronicities are minor miracles, little mysteries that point to a bigger one, perhaps a central one, of which we're all a part. In contemplating synchronicities, don't just marvel at the laws of probability, but wonder at the meaning. The primary reality of synchronicities is emotional, not intellectual, says Mark Holland, co-author of the book Synchronicity. The reason they're there is to make us feel something, and the feeling that our lives are rich and worth of reflection comes in part from our sense of the depth and mystery of life. Like we were just saying, that mm-hmm. like makes you feel significant mm-hmm. when something like this happens. Uh, a quote by Anne Rule, who said, quote, There is an odd synchronicity in the way parallel lives veer to touch one another, change direction, and then come close again and again until they connect and hold for whatever it was that fate intended to happen. Mm. And I think a lot about Aaron, my friend that I geocache with, that we were friends when we were worked at the grocery store, but then we drifted apart and never talked to each other. And then there was that one night that some of us were out at Seven Lakes for all-you-can-eat pizza, and Aaron just happened to be there that night. And that's when I told him about geocaching and that we always say that when we're out, that it's amazing that that one night, that the decision for us both to be there shaped so much. It all comes down you know, to pizza, Kurt. It, it does. <laughs> Papa Murphy's, maybe I should be a pizza cook. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's what the universe is. Or it's just telling me I need to eat more pizza. <laughs> one of the two. But but that's, that's, like that quote says, it's about the way lives yeah. touch one another and come together. That's really fascinating. And I now mean, you can't imagine losing contact with them again. No, no. Because we've shared like 12 years of geocaching. Yeah, we've been all over, easy. you know, the place. So Even it's just, I had the pleasure to geocache. You did. You joined you us. You joined us once and you liked it. You were I good. did. It you fun. were really good at it. Another quote by Charles DeLint. 
He says, quote, I do believe in an everyday sort of magic, the inexplicable connectedness we sometimes experience with places, people, works of art, and the like. The eerie appropriateness of moments of synchronicity, the whispered voice, the hidden presence when we think we're alone. And finally, I am going to end with a quote from the always awesome John Cleese <laughs> from Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Remember Monty Python and Faulty Towers? I don't know if you've ever seen Faulty Towers. No. It's a classic. I love Monty Python stuff, though. John Cleese says, quote, sci-fi has never really been my bag, but I do believe in a lot of weird things these days, such as synchronicity. Quantum physics suggests it's possible, so why not? So there you go. Yeah. If John Cleese believes it, you can too. <laughs> so that is synchronicity. That is the best I could do. Hey, you did a good job. Thanks. There's like just, it, it was kind of all over the place, but it's a surprisingly hard topic to pin down. Yeah. But it's one of those things that you'll know it when it happens to you, I guess. Totally. Hopefully, we, we maybe we spark some synchronicities by people listening. I to hope this. so. I wonder if our weird sounds and stuff in here was from this. Because it's weird in here. Hot in here. <laughs> it's super hot in here. Uh, do you have a song pick? Oh, yeah. Are you making me go first? Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think we've met. Maybe you and I have just talked about this song. I don't know if we mentioned it on the show before, but um, my song pick this week is the live aid version of Radio Gaga by Queen. Oh, yeah. It's yes, amazing yep. just to start with. But I know this has kind of been, Queen's been kind of on people's minds in the last year or two whenever that Bohemian Rhapsody movie came out. And if you haven't seen it, it's actually really good. Um, I've seen it. Aaron made me watch it. I was over one day and he made me watch it and it was really good. good. I love, I've always loved Queen. I always have. I I, I do too. And um, I, but I remember watching that concert. I do too. I do too. It wasn't like I saw it at the movie and loved it. Like I remember this concert and that performance. Yep. Freddie Mercury could command the stage and a crowd like nobody else. There's at least two YouTube videos. Yes. Of the whole concert? No, not of the whole concert, but there's two that are called like, one of them's called like 15 minutes, 20 minutes that changed music. And the other one is about their performance where... You know, it has the clips of them at Live Aid, but then it's talking to like other musicians that were there and they're talking about how they were just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like these guys are. It's incredible. Yeah. The energy you know, is just like incredible. You know, like Bob Geldof, the one that that did, that founded, started Live Aid, you know, said that he was crossing to the other side of the arena over the top of the arena. And he said he looked out and all he could see was everybody clapping their hands over. The, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he said he was, he was like, wow. And like everybody that was, chills. yeah, everybody that was there knew that was a moment that Ugh. that was a huge moment. And the Dale yep. that he does after yep. that is just insane. Just but that yeah, many should, people singing in unison. If I can find those YouTube clips, I'll send them to you. I yeah. mean, it's called like 20 minutes that. to change music, but it's all about their performance at live aid. Well, and I'll see when I post it to the Facebook page, if I can figure out how to isolate that, um, with <laughs> yeah. the Dale, because you yeah. have to hear the Dale. Yeah. Too, but that that gives me all the feels every yep. time I listen they, to it. People said that Queen and U2 were the ones that just blew everybody away at Live Aid. I would venture to call it one of the best live performances of all time, like of any band. Oh, like, totally. It's I would amazing. 100% back you up on yeah. that. I would 100% back you up on that. Whether you like Queen or not, you cannot deny yeah. How could somebody show. not like Queen? Queen I, are I don't just, know what's wrong with you. I, yeah. I think I have what is supposed to be their very first studio album on vinyl really? that they recorded themselves. Yeah. Yep. It's probably not worth anything. I love and I so many sell of their it, songs. You're yeah, my best too. friend. I love the song. You're my best friend. Uh, just all of them. Every mm-hmm. song that I've heard love by them. Love of my life. There's yep. so many good yep. ones. So yeah, I'll totally, totally love that song. My song, I was going to do a different one, but on the drive here, 
I had to go with this one. I know I've talked about it before on the podcast, but if there is any band that is my band, it is Brand Van 3000. Oh, and you made is, me a CD of this. It is the song Drinking in LA, which was like their one sort of hit. Okay. Like, I love that song. When I, That's one of my most listened to songs in my car. It makes me happy. I sing along with it. <laughs> uh, it's one of those songs that people don't know, but then once they hear it, they're like, oh, I kind of know this song. Mm-hmm. But they're just a weird Canadian hip-hop, electronic yeah. rock it's an interesting mix of folk music. they're like a yeah. weird mixture of music but it's pretty cool the song drinking in la is so good and that's i'm gonna go with that because like i said if i had to peg one band that was my band it's brand van 3000 and i was gonna say blue october you love blue october i do but brand van has been with me forever okay that was a cd that i think i just bought when i saw the drinking with or drinking in la video once and i was like i kind of like this so i bought the cd and just fell in love with it. And it wasn't my kind of music. Like my friend Erica at the time was into that kind of music. I was I, surprised when you gave me that CD. I was I like, I played this, this for her. Kurt? And she's like, this, are you listening you. to this? And I'm yeah. like, she's like, this isn't your kind of music. But I just love them. And I lately I've gotten into a lot of like almost techno like mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. I've gotten into like, you know, I love I Swedish House stuff. Mafia and stuff like that. Okay. And I think that was when I started running. I was looking for songs to run to. Right. And I think I kind of got into like electronica and yeah. stuff like that. It's very conducive to yeah. running. But yeah, sure. uh, I'm going to go with Drinking in LA. I'll put the video on. Just love, just love Brand Van 3000. So I'll put that. We'll put both of our videos on if you can figure out how Facebook. to. They have to have just like <laughs> There's the, probably an isolated version There has to be an isolated of version of it. But yeah, so there you go. Our cool. songs. Nice. Uh, pickle Joke get you know oh boy. peanut gallery ready. <laughs> yes you do <laughs> um let's see. i am sweaty i'm not there yet okay pickle <laughs> i'm not too well doctor i keep thinking i'm a great dane psychiatrist how long have you been feeling this way pickle ever since i was a puppy huh. <laughs> that's I mean, a cute that's, picture it's a fun illustration <laughs> that doesn't even deserve a bigfoot groan no i don't even get it bigfoot wouldn't even come out for that why would a pickle be a puppy okay i'm, I'm doing another one. what's green and goes oh come on these are terrible what's green and goes slam 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 what a four-door pickle it's <laughs> horrible bigfoot liked it yeah bigfoot did like uh, it that's terrible do you want another one? <laughs> it's Blob, Bob Vlasic's <laughs> 101 Pickles Oaks. Yeah, give me another one. Okay. What's green and writes underwater? What? A ballpoint pickle. This is so dumb. <laughs> Who gave this to us? Eric Orheim. Darn it. I'm done. No more pickle jokes today. We got, okay, just today. We got to keep doing a pickle oh, joke. Oh, so. of course. People are... I, you people on the Instagram are missing out if you're not on Facebook. People post the most disgusting pickle, pickle taste. Yeah, they like do. Pickle ice cream was on there. A uh, pickle covered, like chocolate covered pickle. Wasn't there like prick or Snickers? Pr- or something? Wasn't there pickle like crab salad or prickle. something with crabs? I might actually. Or was it Oreo that. cookie covered? It was Oreo cookie crab Ugh, something. That around. just makes that thought of that just makes me gag. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is about that, but um, everything. <laughs> Do we have a question to answer? Oh, I totally didn't think about the question. I feel like this is every episode. <laughs> I think I remind you every episode. I know we probably have at least one new one because Mr. Brad Medeiros was asking. And I'm not even going to mention that one. How do we even get that? Hi, do you have an Instagram account? See my Instagram photos here. 
Oh, I wonder. Is she naked? <laughs> I'm not going to delete that right away. We're going to check that out later. <laughs> we, quote, we are going to check oh, that out. Oh, here's a good later. one for us. Oh, boy. Question from Anonymous. What is something you do that annoys you, but you can't figure out how to stop doing it? We talked about that. Overthinking. I yeah, can't. I, 100%. I'm, what? Oh, another one. I got totally have another one is bite my nails. Mm. I bite my nails like crazy. I'm sure I'm super annoying in some way, but to myself, it would be the overthinking. Yeah. It is annoying. And I can't stop. <laughs> eating, eating fast food is a big one for me. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying to that. stop that and I can't. I just physically can't you know i need i think i think i need to go on survivor where i have no food <laughs> rice yeah where i have no food available i need to do something like that you know i, I honestly i'm gonna go with that for my big one is fast food. fast food i can't stop doing it what was the question again I sound so egotistical by being like i don't have anything annoying that i want to stop doing <laughs> wow wow <laughs> Trust me, there's probably hundreds of things. I just can't think of them right now. What is something you do that annoys you, but you can't figure out how to stop doing it? Mine's going to be fast food and overthinking because I can't manage to stop either of those, apparently. Yeah, I'm going with overthinking. Okay. It's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, let's do another, another one? one. I feel like my answer to that was... I like, don't know this one. Uh-oh. Like you don't have an answer to it? I don't know. If you want to read it? No, I don't know what they mean oh the question is what hogwarts house do you think you would be sorted into gryffindor what are like so hufflepuff ravenclaw and gryffindor ravenclaw slytherin slytherin so so there's four oh wow this is terrible it's been a while gryffindor is where harry potter went with ron and hermione right gryffindor i don't know slytherin is where the bad people go (laughs) I believe he who must not be named, also known as a, what's his name? What are the qualities of each? Okay, Gryffindor. See, that I don't know. Gryffindor values courage, bravery, nerve, and chivalry. I'm not real brave, so I don't think that's me. I think you're chivalrous. Hufflepuff values hard work, patience, justice, and loyalty. Ravenclaw values intelligence, learning, wisdom, and wit. It just says Slytherin. It doesn't even say anything for Slytherin. worth mentioning. That is really creaking. Yeah, that's really weird. I feel like I have qualities of all those things, though, but I don't know. Just because that's where all the people... The Slytherin values are. ambition, cunning, leadership, and resourcefulness. That is not mm-hmm. me. No. I would definitely not be Slytherin. That's a great question, actually. So you didn't read I'm the gonna books go with or watch the movies? No, I didn't. I'm going to go with Ravenclaw just because... I would kind of think Hufflepuff, but I not value hard work... I am not brave in any way, shape, or form. No, I'm going to go with Ravenclaw. Intelligence, learning, wisdom, and wit. I do have wit. You do. You are very witty. You, you are very witty. So let's go Maybe with that. Maybe we're in Ravenclaw. Let's go with All that. All right. Okay. There. There you go. I need to... I just said Gryffindor because it's the only one I could think of at first, but... So good questions. Thank yeah, you, guys. I like it. That one was definitely a new, like, yeah. out-of-the-box yeah. question. I like, it. I like it. Okay. I need to watch those movies or read those books. I read the first book and really liked it, but oh, I never so read good. anymore. I know. Yeah, I know. read them all. Watch the movies. They get darker and darker. Anything else? Deets. Just to the deets? Mm-hmm. You can email us. Ooh, I just felt like strangely drunk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> wow. That was weird. You, you mean like lightheaded? Yeah. Like all of a sudden it's I got hot like, in here. Yeah, I'm probably going to pass Dehydrated. Out. You can email us at thestrangesessions at gmail.com. You 
can Twitter us. You can tweet us at Strange Session without the final S. Krista does a bang-up job on Instagram <laughs> at the Strange Sessions. You can send us postcards and snail mail to our newly paid-for P.O. Box, the Strange Sessions, P.O. Box 434, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. And you can call our lonely little phone line at 920-443-9602. Again, if you have stories for a listener episode we have coming up, please send us your stories. Are we going to do a missing 411? I think we're going to probably end the season because we have to okay. do a missing 411, we have to. but we're running out That's of material. That's what brings all of our new listeners We're in. running out of material, so I'm just going to make up all the stories. We'll just start kidnapping people. Yeah, we'll start kidnapping people in the point in Point Beach. <laughs> we're not going to do that. No, no we're not going to watch somebody disappear and watch somebody actually disappear this weekend. Oh God. At Point Beach. At Point <laughs> Beach. <laughs> That's all we need. But yeah, so we'll, we'll have one. I'm tr- going to... Scours because we're running out of like stories to do. Oh, for missing for one. Yeah, hmm. but we'll find something. We will. And when I say we, <laughs> I mean <laughs> Kurt. If you want to do an episode coming up, if you are so inclined to completely do the research and take over an episode, you can. I'm I know you don't so want to. I know you don't want to. It's more. I'm, of it's a... not that I don't mind. I no, just no, don't no. want. I, sometimes I feel bad. Like people might think that I don't let you do. <laughs> right. I'm just here for moral support. Yeah, here for moral support. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't like being the one who talks the whole episode. I prefer to be, you know, the one who interjects Yeah, you like being the one, you stuff. like the one that, you like to react to what I am saying. I like being in the past. And I think seat. it works. I think people, yeah. when they first listen, are like, why doesn't this dude let the girl talk? You know, but I <laughs> think rude. once, once you listen, you kind of get yeah. it's how the, we do it. It's our, it's our, whatever, our shtick. It's our thing. So Josh Gates, stop stealing our stuff. Or at least give us a shout out on the show, for God's <laughs> sakes. Or come here and be on our show. Die. That would be amazing. Oh my god, he's he's one person I would truly love to meet. <gasps> Me too. They even Jim has said I would love to have a beer with that guy. Like yeah. he just seems like like he would be so much yep. fun. Yeah. So Josh, if you are listening, get in touch with us. If you're ever in Batavia, <laughs> st- <laughs> stop by. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that's it. Okay. Do we have anything else? I don't think so. Now that I've lost about ten pounds being in the sauna that we're sitting no in. Sh- Sugar. <laughs> you almost that was did real it. Close. You almost did it. <laughs> so from Krista and I in the sweltering studio, until next time, stay, stay strange. strange. This has been an Old School Media production, executive produced by Kirk Konechny. For more information and content, please visit strangesessions.com.